Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the USA Today Network, welcome to The Chop, a Rutgers football podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Ross, Chris Eisman, and Steve Edelson. And welcome back to The Chop, a Rutgers football podcast, a special edition episode as we react to Rutgers hiring a new offensive coordinator. Kirk Sharaka comes over to Piscataway from Minnesota. We have a lot to unpack in this episode. We had his press conference the other day, so we have some quotes from the new coach. We have some quotes from Greg Schiano that will drop into the episode. But of course, this is a major, major hire for the Scarlet Knights. They parted way midseason with their offensive coordinator last year. They had an interim coach to finish the season, and then they go out and make this hire at offensive coordinator. Uh, a very important hire. We highlighted this last year on the podcast, our last uh, episodes on the podcast in our last season. Uh, it could define this second Greg Schiano era. So it's, it's certainly a position, a coaching position, you don't want to miss on again for the Scarlet Knights. So Chris, as you react to this hire, just kind of your initial thoughts. Well, first of all, what you said is, is 100% right. Um, you know, listen, after the Maryland loss uh, back in, late November. I mean, it seems like an eternity ago. Um, but Shiano said at that point that, you know, he was not going to rush this hire. Um, it had to be the right guy. They had to take that time to identify it. And he certainly was not lying. It did take a while. They did go through a, a very lengthy search um, and ended up on a guy who Greg Shiano knows well in Kirk Shiraka. Uh Shiraka, as we all know, uh, was at Rutgers from 2008 to 2010, first as wide receivers coach, then became, you know, a co-offensive coordinator. Um, so it, it's, listen, I think what was important for Greg Schiano to me, I think that this is really a, a lot of what he was thinking is that find a guy with a proven track record who's had success in the big 10, um, obviously at Minnesota in 2019, they had a, an elite offense, you know, they had great personnel, um, but Kirk Sharaka knew how to use that personnel. And who's done it in the, like, and who's had success at a, at a high level. And, and even before that, before his first Minnesota stint, when he was at Western Michigan, he turned around that offense and they had an elite offense. So I think this is the guy who's familiar. He believes that he can, you know, turn this offense around. He can develop quarterbacks. He's got a proven track record. I, I understand, you know, when the, the hire was made, I think a lot of people were surprised. Um, I saw some people say, well, you know, I thought that, you know, he'd be, he'd go get someone flashier. Uh, maybe some, uh, I think there were some people saying maybe a younger up and coming coach. I don't think that Greg could afford to make that type of hire at this point. I don't think that because of what you said, Ryan, so much of this hire is going to shape how successful the Shiano 2.0 era is at Rutgers. I think that he had to go and get somebody who was, who again, is a proven guy who has a track record um, and who's done this before. I think that was hugely important. You know, and I think in many ways, 
He has to be a quarterback whisperer. I mean, that is the most important thing here. You know, his success at Rutgers is going to be tied directly to Gavin Wimsett and getting the most out of him and turning him into a quarterback who can help Rutgers rise in the Big Ten standings. And and that is what this is all about. You know, he has a track record. And and as you said, you know, his success will directly impact Greg Schiano's tenure here, you know, wh- whether this hire works out, you know, that, that is going to be a big part of Greg Schiano part two's legacy here. So uh, very important. And we'll hear more of this as we, you know, as we move on throughout the show and hear some of the sound clips from, from Kirk Shiraka, but he does have a history, a good history of developing QBs, you know, I mean, going back to when he was at Delaware, I mean, he, he developed Joe Flacco. And if you read interviews, I mean, Flacco really credits a lot of his success to what he learned under Kirk Shiraka. And then, obviously, at, at Western Michigan, um, you know, uh, Zach Terrell um, was a quarterback who, who played really well, spent some time in the NFL after that uh, briefly. Um, and then at Minnesota, Tanner Morgan. And, and, you know, you read when he really developed Tanner Morgan the first time that he was in Minnesota. Then when he came back after spending a year at Penn State, uh, he, was, he was fired after one year. And, and, and it was a 2020 season, and there was a lot going on that year. Obviously, there were no spring practices. It was just a wild year. Um, and Penn State's offense actually wasn't as bad as people think it was. They actually ranked highly in the Big Ten in a few categories. But he was fired after that year, then went to West Virginia as an analyst, then came back to Minnesota. And if you read interviews, I mean, Tanner Morgan was very was thrilled about Kirk Shiraka going back and said that they had a great relationship, um, how much he developed him, how much he trusted him. So this is a guy who's done it. And as you said, Steve, he absolutely he's going to have his, his, you know, his work for him and, and, and try and, you know, fix Gavin Wimsett and then work with the Johnny Shepard who will be there uh, for spring practice. He is an early role um, and Evan Simon. So no doubt. Yeah. There's young quarterbacks on this roster and quarterbacks that have shown some promise and shown some ability. Uh, other times they have really struggled and maybe kind of stalled a little bit in their development. So that aspect of the hire is huge because as we know, College program, it begins and ends with the quarterback. And if you have a good quarterback that can make plays for you, you're going to really cover up a lot of other flaws that you might have. It's something that's on the top of the coaching staff's mind. Of course, it's on the top of fans' minds. And it was on the top of Chris Eisman's mind as well, since he asked the question about it in the press conference. Here's what the new offensive coordinator had to say about his quarterbacks. I think in developing a quarterback, you know, I I really think there's two major areas that we work on that I believe in is – from the waist down, his feet, um, from his platform to uh, pocket movement, those type of things. So we work really hard understanding the rhythm of the pass play, what it should be, tying that to your drop, those type of things. And then we work really hard from the neck up, developing him up here. Uh, he, He needs to be an extension of me out there on the field. And so maybe the most important thing I do is teach him how to think deductively. Um, and I want him to think like I would think, but he doesn't always have to come up with the same conclusion that I can't, would come up with, right? But he needs to have the same process so I know what he's thinking out, how he's thinking about things when he looks at the defense out there, so I know what play to get him into from that standpoint. But um, I'm just excited to get to work. Audio there from Rutgers Athletics. And if you listen to Sharaka there and you're a Rutgers fan, I think you have to be a little bit relieved by what he says because we mentioned this a lot in the show during the season. Of course, Gavin Wimsett has the physical tools. That's that's no secret. 
What he's been struggling with is kind of the mental adaptation to the college game. It's faster. The defenses are more complex. You have to realize what's in front of you, not only at the line of scrimmage, but as the play unfolds. So, so to hear the new offensive coordinator really kind of focus in on the mental aspect of the game, that has to be promising uh, to hear for not only Gavin Wimsett, but for Rutgers fans, Chris. Yeah, there's no doubt. And, and listen, I think um, I think that was really insightful uh, stuff from Chirac in terms of how he develops a quarterback. I mean, you know, I, I'll be honest, when I, answered the, when I asked the question, I was hoping to get something like that, but you, know, you, you never know what coaches are going to say. I thought it was really interesting, you know, that he kind of explained it that way. And then a couple of questions later, um, he was asked again about, you know, the traits that he wants in quarterbacks. And, and he, he said the number one thing, well, there's two things, but he said the number one thing is accuracy. He said it doesn't matter if you can, you know, throw the ball 70 yards. If, if it's not accurate, the guy's not going to catch it. What good is it? So he said if you throw in seven yards, it's got to be seven or 70, it's got to be accurate. And that was obviously an issue that Wimsett struggled with uh, at times last season or this past season, however you want to put it. Um, and a lot of that was just that footwork, you know, that, that you know, Shirako was talking about. That all needs to, to be fixed and improved. And that is why the spring is going to be huge so that Kirk can work with him, um, you know, get that time out on the field because there's only so much you can do away from it. And, you know, film is great and all that and teaching in the, in the film room. But you, once he gets out on the field, works with those guys, tutors those guys, that's going to be huge. So I, I think that they're confident that the issues that Wimsett had last season um, can definitely be fixed. And it sounds like, you know, Shiraka kind of, you know, a lot of what was hurting Wimsett are things that I think, you know, Shiraka has identified or will identify. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's it's two sides, like you said, and Gavin Wimsett's, you know, mechanics last year weren't perfect. So to be able to focus on the physical and then, of course, the, the mental side of just kind of that growth into a college football quarterback that's so important for a young quarterback that does have really the foundation that Gavin Wimsett has to build upon. Uh, another thing he mentioned in the press conference, too, which was interesting, was balance and not necessarily relying on one guy within the offense, whether it's the quarterback or or any other number of playmakers. He kind of went through his resume at various stops that he's had where he's had a thousand yard rusher and then two thousand yard receivers on some of the better offenses that he's coached. Of course, players like that don't grow on trees, and you have to find them and develop them. But here's what he had to say about balancing the Rutgers offense in his new role. We'd really like to have balance. And by that, by balance, I mean, I don't mean 40 runs, 40 passes at the end of the game. I mean that we have the ability to uh, win the game if we need to rush for 350 yards or win the game if we need to throw for 350 yards. So that's really the end game. That's the vision that I have. Um, when we've been top 10, top 20 in the country, that's the type of offense we've had. Um, but also, though, uh, Coach mentioned it, you know, I want to win. Okay, and so we're going to look at our personnel that we have here and decide what gives us the best chance to be able to do that immediately here. All the discussions we had last season are, are coming back to me now. Uh, when you hear Shiraka talk about having a balanced offense and, you know, Rutgers offense last year, I won't say they're one dimensional. They were no dimensional at times. And really the name of the game in college football is scoring points. And of course you score points in any sport to win, but in college football where offenses seem to be so ahead of the defense uh, when it comes to success in this sport, to, to be able to, to develop a balanced offense and, and put points up. That's what Rutgers just couldn't do. They couldn't move the ball and score. So to, to hear this, and of course, it's just words now. you got to develop it. you got to find these players. But at least the, the concept that Chiraka is bringing has to be encouraging for fans. 
Yeah, I mean, look, there were a lot of times last year where it seemed like they weren't using the personnel that they had to the best to, to its advantage. I mean, it, and a lot of that had to do with, you know, listen, we've said it all along. The offense will only go as far as the O-line will take it. And last year, obviously, that wasn't very far. So the O-line definitely needs to improve. Um, but there, there are pieces on the offense that I think Rutgers, that, that is talented. You know, I mean, Sam Brown, we saw that. Um, you know, Asher D. Salam, they're, they're bringing in another young running back and Deshaun Benjamin uh, in this recruiting class, who I think has potential and is a nice addition to that group. Uh, a couple of wide receivers, guys like Chris Long and Rashad Rochelle, and that, that they do need another wide receiver. So that is something that I think they need to hit the portal hard on and will. Um, but they need to bring that in and, and another uh, and a, and a tight end, in my opinion, to, to really be successful. But there are, there are pieces on that offense that I think can, can do a solid job. And now it's you know, it's up to Shiraka, as we said, to identify that and to figure out what makes this offense go and what makes it, um, you know, I mean, at this point, just serviceable, consistent. I mean, just something just to move the ball and, and look more like a, a productive offense. Because as you said, Ryan, that that obviously was was not there last season. Well, and, and you 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 bring up just being a productive offense. You know, that is what has been the problem for Rutgers is they have been you know, so far down in terms of offensive efficiency, you, it's hard to function as a team. So, you know, I, I, obviously a lot of work to do, but I think, and you touched on it, the offensive line, I think that is a huge hire for Shiano. I mean, that is, that is the one area they have really struggled to develop, and that is what has been holding them back. And, and so I think still a huge hire left to go. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's a good point, Steve. And, and they have to bring in an offensive line coach. You know, Augie Hoffman has left the program after spending last year in that role. And then um, Nunzio Campanelli, who had been the tight ends coach before taking over as the interim OC, he's also left the program. So those are two big hires. And, and Shiano said, you know, they're hoping to get it done uh, perhaps relatively soon. Again, they're not going to rush it, but yeah, I totally agree. Those are especially the O-line. Uh, they got to get somebody in there who can really figure out how to develop these guys because that's, that's paramount to this offensive success. And, and, and they're losing one of their best. And J.D. Dorenzo was their best offensive lineman, and he only had one year of eligibility. The transfer, you know, from uh, South Jersey, from Hamilton, and came over from Sacred Heart. He was their best lineman, and he's obviously moved on. So, you know, they, they need they need some uh, they need some help there. Absolutely, and and as we said, these hires are a reflection of Greg Schiano and, and Steve. I know you mentioned this uh, in our past season during the season, but. You know, there comes a point where obviously the honeymoon ends for Greg Schiano and, and the, the success that he had in his first tenure, that was a long time ago. And now he's back and fans are ready for that type of success again. They're maybe a little over anxious for it, but eventually fans want to see results on the field. And, you know, it's it's a program when you fire an offensive coordinator in the middle of the season, that's never a good sign. Uh, so to be able to go and hire this one and kind of start from scratch there, uh, you know, how does this all reflect on Greg Schiano? Well, I think I think it's a the sum total of of everything he's done, and I, I think you know last season was really a gut punch to Rutgers fans. You know, they came in thinking, "Hey, we're going to show some progress, we're going to move forward here," and it didn't happen. You know, and I I think there were signs early on and in the preseason that it w- it could be a tough season, but you know, I think again, I think just the the way the offense struggled just made everything really hard to watch and and hard to take in some of those games and certainly the way it ended it against Maryland you know left a bad taste in everyone's mouth and I, I think that is kind of the narrative going into this offseason that 
you know, and Shiano admitted it, you know, that he needs to he needs to go back and look at everything he's doing. And I think this is all part of it. And that's why I think this is such a huge offseason for them. And that's why, too, I think he and going back to what I said earlier in the show about bringing in somebody who he trusts, I think that he doesn't want to have to worry about, you know, how involved he needs to be. He, he's confident. And he actually said this at the start of the press conference yesterday. He said he's never been more excited to be a Rutgers coach than he was yesterday because he believes that he has two what he called great leaders in Joe Harris Simiak as the defensive coordinator and now Kirk Shiraka as the offensive coordinator. He said he's never had those types of guys, those caliber types of coaches, coordinators, whether it was in college or when he was in the NFL. So he really believes that he has hit a home run with these two coordinators. And I think in kind of talking about last season, the frustrating thing I think for Shiano and fans was that when you look at the defense and the defense did get worn down over the course of the season, which who could blame it, it was constantly on the field. But I think when you look at the way that the defense played and you saw that potential and the players there and you say, well, okay, if the offense could catch up, this team could be perhaps pretty formidable. Now, obviously that never happened. And so it's just trying now to get the offense to, to steal a Shiano phrase and, and a football phrase, complimentary football. I mean, that's, you know, that's what they have to get to. Um, and they weren't there and they're hoping that Shiraka is the guy that can figure out how to get it there. Absolutely. And here's what Greg Schiano had to say about his role in building the offense. I think that Kirk knows exactly how he wants to build an offense and whether it's this play or that play, you know what, he's going to look at what we have and he's going to figure, but more importantly, how you do it, the detail, the accountability, right? The commitment to what we're doing, that's going to be, I think, what you see over time. Our players and our coaches are going to feel like this is the way we're doing it. And we're going to get better and better and better. Whatever this is, you know, that's that's up to he and the staff when they figure out what we can and can't do. But whatever it is, the commitment and the accountability to doing that, that's going to be for sure. And I think really just the theme of this episode is trust. And that's what it comes down to for Greg Schiano. He trusts Sharaka to, to take over this role. As we said, it's not the flashiest hire. It's not the biggest name out there, but it's a guy that Greg Schiano is familiar with and trusts to be able to take over this offense and show some improvement. And it starts now. It starts now in the offseason in the film room. In just a couple of weeks, Chris, you'll be out there on the, the cold, windy practice field for spring practice. I can't so, wait. You, I, I'm sure. I know you're thrilled for it. Be sure to uh, to try to keep warm out there. Hopefully, we have a mild mild spring for you. But it'll be interesting to see uh, a little bit of flash of what this offense might look like. You won't see too too much in the spring, of course, and with the spring game. But at least to get a little bit of an idea of what we might see come the fall. So uh, certainly an interesting time for the Scarlet Knights. Some maybe cautious optimism for fans at this new hire and at some of the recruits coming in. And of course. We'll be on top of things. Read what Chris and Steve are writing for NorthJersey.com, APP.com, MyCentralJersey.com. We have a Rutgers off-season tracker, so, so be sure to subscribe so you can access that and see all the goings-on in the off-season. Uh, Chris, as we wrap up here, just any other off-season news fans should be aware of? Well, I'm definitely the, the offensive line coach and the tight ends coach and kind of how the rest of the offensive staff uh, shapes up under Shiraka. That That's now the, kind of the, one of the biggest stories um, not the biggest stories, but biggest storylines, I guess you could say, over the next few weeks is how that comes together. Um, but you're, what you said about spring practice, that's going to be, I, I think, really, really crucial. I think that's going to be fascinating to watch um, just any changes, what the offensive players, of uh, how they're kind of responding to what Chirac is doing and, and how Gavin Wimsett and, and Evan Simon and Johnny Shepard 
are kind of being developed under him. I'm, I'm really interested to hear. Um, and I am looking forward to spring practices because I think it's going to be really an interesting time to hear how, how they're adapting and, and growing under them. And by the way, just to note, the spring game uh, is going to be April 29th at SHI Stadium. So mark your calendars, fans. Absolutely. Just around the corner. Hard to believe the 2023 football season we're talking about already, and it should be an interesting one for the Scarlet Knights. Thank you for listening to this special edition of The Chop. Again, visit app.com, northjersey.com, mycentraljersey.com for all of your Rutgers off-season news. Thanks to Chris and Steve. I'm Ryan. We'll talk to you next time. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of... uh human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.